Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, we are live. It is the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts right now. It's a Friday, Labor Day weekend. Sean, you going out of town? Yeah, I'm going to go to the coast to see my parents. Good times, man. Yeah. Yep. Good times. Get out of here for a little bit. All right. Well, this is the, uh, what, do we, what do we call it? The Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. We are pumping across the airwaves, 103.9 FM WYAB. We're streaming worldwide, WYAB.com, as well as on the TuneIn app and Alexa. So just search WYAB. And, of course, the podcast is always available by 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Just search Clay Edwards Show. Wherever you download podcasts, stream music, books, anything. Heck, it's, just, it's everywhere. Just uh, I, I tediously put it everywhere. It even goes up on my Twitter or X. So search my name. You'll find the podcast. Sean, what's going on, brother? Man, I'm just uh, now finally starting to feel a little better. Still a little you know, nasal issue. I'm glad you told me to go to uh, the, the it's called New Care, like we go to over there, and uh, they uh, they gave me a COVID test, and I do not have COVID, so I can go <laughs> see my parents this weekend. I was kind of worried about that, but yeah, that was um, a, that was a good thing. And it was after you said you felt bad. Of course, I felt bad for the <laughs> yeah. previous the next two days, and uh, man, I felt rough yesterday. But uh, I, I I had a Z pack that I was sitting on. Okay, and some Claritin D. So yeah, I, I took a Claritin D and took like two Z pack and. Well, today I'm fine. I mean, a little, little bit of drainage today, but I don't like mixing my Claritin D with my coffee. <laughs> so I figured, let me drink coffee, and then later today I'll I'll partake in a Claritin D if I need it. So. Um, yeah, it's a. I think they were telling me over there that like you know the uh, change in temperature is affected. It's kind of funny because we went from like 110 to 93. It wasn't like we went to 50 degrees or anything like that. But uh, it does feel nice where you know you're like I can wear some pants today or yeah. you know it's like one of those things. Like, it was uh, 69 degrees and I pulled up this morning. Yeah, I mean that's great. It feels really nice outside. Well, finally, purple skies too. As I was mm-hmm. getting off on 220 and kind of looked back over towards the west. You got the purple sky. Yeah, really, it, really cool out there. This first morning. day of September too. So here we go. Labor Day weekend, it all worked out, didn't it? Yeah, it did. We made it through the summer. Like, I mean, it was it was it was a hot one. <laughs> And a dry one the last month. I was watching the news this morning. We really didn't have rain at all in August. No, there was a couple little scattered showers here and there. Yeah, but the ground was so dry it didn't it didn't do anything. But the, absorb it right up. The lawn service that cuts my yard came by yesterday, and they were like, "I'm like, I stopped and was like, yo, I ain't paying for this right now." I said, you get, it's like concrete out here.' They're like, "Yeah, bro, we get it, man." <laughs> Until I was like, "Come on, man, that ain't you guys can't. What are you gonna do? Like, eat the weed eater to the side and touch my, stuff up?" My yard guy, uh, Richard Coley, he uh, he had texted me the other day when I got back, I got to work, and he had texted, "Hey, man, is it, can anybody move this car out the way? I bought a car that I'm gonna sell, and I had it parked in the grass on the side of the house." 
my driveway is kind of weird. And I use my garage for workout equipment. So <laughs> anyway, I was like, no, nah, man. I said, hell, the grass is all dead. I didn't expect y'all were coming. Yeah. You know, we're just going to trim up around the edges and uh, trim some bushes and stuff. I was like, okay, well, knock it out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get it. They got to make some money too. But I was kind of like, my yard is, um, it's all monkey grass. Where yeah. it is, and there's just, it's not really a whole lot to cut anyway. And it was just, there's nothing there. It's all brown. So it was Right. I'm not. I'm not a yard person. I don't really. You know how people put really effort in their yard. I'm not old enough for that yet. I think. Where I'm really gonna like my neighbors are really good at. They have like this beautiful yard and they're always out there like picking at it. It looks great. And mine looks like junk because I just don't care. And uh, but you know they're older, so I figure like when I get that age, I'll I'll get into that. But right now, I just I just want someone just to cut it, and I don't ever want to look at it. When I get older, I'll start caring about my yard. Yeah, that's what I mean. I just don't care. I mean, to be honest, I just don't care right now at all. It's not something as long as it's not overgrown, I'm fine. Um. Let's jump into this David Archie stuff here. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I got a video pulled up, so we got to give people a synopsis of what's going on here. Uh, this is on WLBT. To a supervisor, David Archie claims he has discovered an alleged conspiracy after obtaining a disturbing text message thread. He also says he and his team discovered jaw-dropping findings after a ballot box examination he requested following the contesting the election. Our Chris Fields has more reaction tonight. Supervisor Archie is calling for Democratic Executive Committee Chair Jacqueline Amos to step down. He says he has a text thread that will prove she may have been one of the reasons he lost the District 2 seat in the primary election to his opponent, Anthony Tony Smith. Supervisor David Archie showed through on your side this text message thread at today's press conference. Here you can see where Amos allegedly corresponds with another person about the election. One of the messages... Uh, he's about to say what it says. Okay, hold on. If he's done, I'll, I'll read it. From Amos that basically states, I'm screwing with David Archie on site. So on today, we asking that the high... Her exact words were, I'm effing yeah, was David effing. Archie. Yeah. Ames County Democratic Party take immediate action. We asking that she step down from her position as Hines County chairperson of the Democratic Party. David lost. He has to put it on someone. At first it was Tony, and now it's Jack. And here's Amos. I'm going to tell you what, Amos can't be trusted, y'all. She's wearing a face mask already. That's her sister, I think, I read. Jocelyn. that's her sister. Oh, it is. Either way, can't be trusted. You got Kim Folk already wearing face masks that are that young? Sheep. So that's where we are. Let's go. Amos firing back with this statement. Those results speak for themselves, as does relevant state law for anyone seeking to contest the certification of the votes duly cast on August 8th. We believe the will of the people is not what the numbers came out to be on August 8th. Yazoo City resident Cynthia Walker helped Archie with the ballot recount. She says the county's voting machines include several safeguards to ensure results can be verified. However, she claims most of those components were not in use during the August 8th primary election. 26 out of 26 precincts did not include the media sticks in the ballot box. 20, 20 out of 26 precincts did not include that voter signature book. Say, 26 out of 26 precincts contained the paper ballots. Now three on your side reached out to Hines County Circuit Clerk Zach Wallace about these matters, but have yet to hear back. Reported in Jackson, 
Chris Fields. Three on your side. You know, let me take a second real quick and just give a shout-out to Chris Fields. Well, he's really come up. The reporter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, um, I, I, and I've never met Chris or anything, but um, he – his his Facebook page was very similar to like my Save Jackson. He's mm-hmm. out there on the you know, because he gets paid to do it, so it's easier for him to yeah. be out there and catch it. But I ain't taking nothing away from him. I wish I got paid to do it. Yep. Um, but I got some free time now. Maybe I can. <laughs> yeah, uh, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, he. Uh, but Chris is doing a great job. He's coming up, man. He's he's wearing a suit now. He's 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 on the newscast. I just want to give a shout out to Chris Fields, man. Doing a good job out there. We see you. Yeah, we that's see awesome. You working, he is doing bro. a good job. I mean, uh, good 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 job. Um, also Ross, man. Ross's uh, Twitter feed. Ross Adams. Adams he does a good job on Twitter. And, he no, does, and he does not. He's not getting any engagement on there. Y'all go follow Ross Adams, WAPT, on Twitter. I mean, yeah. he's doing some good work, too. I mean, if you like local news, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's what I – look, I steal all my local news. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I'll just be honest. Either, either I have my sources send it to me, like random people that see stuff. But, uh, the, like, these guys, Chris Fields, Ross Adams, they're out there doing this r- for real. Ross has got – like, he like he had the text messages up and everything right away. I mean, he had it outlined pretty good, I thought. So. Yeah. All right. So, uh, David had – Several people, several people I know behind him there, uh, Taylor, and I forgot the other lady's name with the voter integrity stuff and all that. And um, is it Rebecca? Rebecca Chaney. Chaney. Chaney yeah, yeah. She, she's she's heavily involved over here on the radio station with some stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, or at least I hear her name over here a lot. Um, I think she's in. I think they run ads over here, something or another. Um, he's got the right people. If, if, if there was some election fraud going on, T- Taylor Pettigo, I think is her name. Uh, Pitt Taylor. Which one was that? She was the blonde girl that spoke early in the uh, oh uh, the Hines County Citizen. Um, I got a text from her here telling she told me she was going to be on there. Give me two seconds. I'm almost to it. Well, either way, um, yeah. Dang it! Oh, terrible radio here. I apologize. Yeah. You know, but anyway, he's got the right ones. If if there is some election fraud, we'll find it. You know, Kim Wade's been talking about this for a while. Make sure we credit Kim Wade. Somebody. A, a, a couple of years ago, last year, something like that, broke into the Hines County Election Commission and stole the the memory cards, the the, the sticks. They stole them. Yes, okay. and if you have the sticks, you can control the computers. And they never found them, and they haven't done anything to safeguard the person with these being able to manipulate elections with them. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Did they get prosecuted? Or they never caught the person. They never found the person. They never found the person broken. So let me ask you this, Sean. Yeah. Let's 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 remove Trump election yeah, and stuff. Let's, <laughs> let's take all that, that off the table. Let's just and I don't I don't want to hear no, no phone calls about that and cell phone GPS and, and none, none of that. We all that works. I believe in that. Sean Dutton. It is what it is. Uh, well, election theft. Let's just remove remove all that from the table. If there was ever somewhere for election theft and shenanigans like this to take place. Is it not Hines County? Yeah, that one we're going to agree on. This would be the place for that to happen. Like, yeah. The, you know, it's just um, – there, there are several things. But the one thing – well, let me start with this. The text message, okay? Now, I'd like to see the full context of that. Like, what it's a, well, it's actually a Facebook message is what it looks like to me. Is that right? That's why uh, It could be Facebook. It could be a Twitter DM. I mean, it's something. Something like – well, it looks like she's got like a story there okay. um, or something. So it's some kind of direct message. Yeah. And I'd like to see – because she says – Amos says that – Archie had confronted her in the basement of the courthouse. That's where all this goes on, everybody, by the way. It's in the basement of the courthouse while the election commission and yeah. – or the election 
the circuit clerk's office is in the basement, and there's like an election commission. I think it used to be an office in there. They may, I think they moved. It, it's very similar in Rankin County too. Mm-hmm. You know. And down there, and so like a lot of the action when elections happens in the basement of the courthouse. When you hear that term, yeah, it's no, where everything. No, no, he ain't got a cornered up in some. Dark yeah, it, it's it's just the stairs go down there, and it's in the basement, and that's where the, the circuit clerk's office is in the basement, and so you know, call it. anyway. And it, apparently, Amos, I mean, Archie had confronted her, and. Got, like got into some kind of, I don't know, it was a physical or almost physical altercation, according to her, which I believe that. I mean, I, mean, I think his past, you know, shows that, that probably happened or something to that effect or an argument or something, and that she was referencing that incident in this message. Mm-hmm. Now, she said also that she was going to talk to her, an attorney and see what she was going to release based upon the rest of this message. But I'd like to see what the rest, who, and we don't know who this was sent to either. Yeah, who this was sent. So I think we need to see the what the rest of the context of the message was instead of just this little snippet here. I right, here, here's my other thing. We, we got about a minute left here. We can always run over. Um, the, the it got brought up by Taylor in the in the video there, and I would play it, but the audio is just not good enough to 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 try to adjust for radio. And she, she just brought it. She goes, you know, I sit back. I've been a Hines County voter. She's very involved in elections. Mm-hmm. I mean, very, very involved in voter integrity stuff, elections, and just pays attention. She's like you. You know what I mean? She just yeah. pays attention. She knows what's going on. So she knows when she sees an anomaly. Yeah. An abnormality, even. And uh, I like big big words. Okay. That's my big word of the day, abnormality, anomaly. Um, and she said, look, I'm sitting back here. I'm watching these, these, these numbers come in, and uh, – I'm trying to I'm trying to rationalize. She goes, this this guy got 500 more votes than Robert Graham did, and Robert Graham won by like 68. percent I, th- I think I think I got my numbers right here. Whose district is bigger? I don't know the answer. To I, that. I, I, I obviously uh, the way I would uh, think that would be was with Robert Graham's district would be bigger. There's more voters and more voters. voters. That's how it sounded to me. Okay, and um and, and District Two is more rural. But I think he's got Londrin's of, in there and some some of Jackson, but it's it's Byron. I know on the Byron, drive up here on Medgar Evers, it must be because there's Archie signs and there's yeah. anti Archie signs still up right now on the drive in this morning. So you know, I don't want to. I, I could be completely wrong yeah, on I the districts. No I didn't start paying attention to this stuff till a couple of years ago. The dish what? Well, I've paid attention for a while. I don't know. I have no idea yeah. which one is bigger than I mean, you know what the. I didn't even know was. I was in Ward Six in, in Jackson until <laughs> till I, till I moved out almost. Right. You know, so don't take my word for any of this. But she brought. But I. But I can't speak on these anomalies. She's like, I. Nobody heard of the guy running against Archie. Until they got there, saw his name on the ballot. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a sign anywhere. wasn't camp- May have been campaigning, but to the best of my knowledge, wasn't campaigning. You know, it could have been in and out of churches and social groups and stuff like that. I don't want to say that didn't happen. Could have been going docking door to door. You know, foot, foot, uh, good ground game. Maybe we just don't realize it. Mm-hmm. But I, but I do tend to lean with them. Of, but you mean this 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 incumbent, two time incumbent here. He's been there two two terms, I think. Is it? Is it two terms now? One. Yeah, two. I think it's two. I think it's two. I I, I think it's two. For the sake of conversation, too, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. A two-time incumbent. I mean, David's very popular. Not necessarily popular. He's loved. But people know David. Well, I mean, they've known him, you know. I think he's known for a long time because I was referencing a story that exchange I had with him back in 2008. But that's a... Something else entirely. So he's been around the community for a long time. Yeah. You know? and, and look, say what you will of his uh, antics or, or, or whatever. He really has done a good job. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, now I know he's made some people mad. And I heard Kim Wade reference, you know, that there was something 
something about a road. There was a private drive. Yeah, that made some people. And they made a public road, and those people swing a big stick that he upset. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they're part of they maybe run that Hines County Stump Facebook group. Or yeah, they know that one. So, something like that. So, I mean, look, I'm not saying it's impossible. It could have been a, like Democrats like to tell me, it was a lot of the, a lot, a lot of the people that voted for Biden was a vote against Trump more than it was a vote for Biden. Sure, I think that's that could have that that could have been what happened here. It could have just been a a vote against Archie. Same in sixteen, you know the uh, the Bernie voters voting for Trump were a vote against Hillary. Yeah, I mean they just didn't want to vote for Hillary Clinton, so they voted for Donald Trump. I think there's a lot of people that didn't. I think David Archie's pretty polarizing. I mean, even though before the election there were the signs up everywhere about anybody at a website called anybody but David. I mean, so there's a lot of people that are angry with the guy. I could have seen a lot of people just not caring and voting for whoever was on the other side. Yeah. All right. Look, let's take a break. Come back. Guns and Gear text line. Guys, text me in. Tell me what you think. Seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. We've got some good text here that I think will be good conversation when we come back. And we'll do that when we get back. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurt Karan here on a finally Friday. Y'all like it when I sing? I'm pretty good at it, I think. We'll be right back. Welcome back in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurt Karan here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Hey, it's Friday, guys. There's certain sponsors I like talking about on the weekends. And we're going to start with Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's in the first hour here. Get over there, Fan and Mart, on the Reservoir, and check out Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Open 4 p.m. daily to at least midnight. I'm telling you, if you call at 1159, Chip will gladly start a pizza from scratch for you. He's listening right now. He's like, don't do that. Anyway, I'm kidding. Look, get out there. See Chip and Sharon and the whole team over there at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Food is available on all the major delivery apps. They have pasta. They have the little... Dynamite balls, it's fresh, smoked, on-site pulled pork wrapped around some cream cheese. They may be battered in something, I can't remember. It's deep fried, and they drizzle it with some barbecue sauce. I'm telling y'all, it's one of the best appetizers you'll ever eat. Just trust me on this. I I fight being obese because I like good food. My biggest battle every day is uh, trying not to eat all the good food around town. And those dynamite balls are definitely not helping my addiction to food. Get over there, try them, try the pasta. They got burgers and all that for the kids. Or good, fresh, made from scratch burgers for yourself if you like burgers. But look, the pizza is where it's at for Clay Edwards, and it's the pig, pig, pig. But you can also try one of their other 12 specialty pizzas. You can put three of them on one pie. It's called the Will of Flavor. Get over there, get some variety in your life. And uh, give it a shot. Let me know. Heck, holler at me. I'll meet you over there this weekend. I ain't got no plans. What what, what we doing Saturday night? We eating at uh. We need Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Let me know. All right, check them out. Again, open daily, 4 p.m. to midnight. All right, Sean. Yeah, I'm, um, excuse me. I'm still getting over this thing, obviously. The, uh, Shake it off. I know. I'm just shaking off, man. This is, uh, and, uh, it's, it's COVID. No, it's not. Uh, the, uh, the other question I have about this whole thing with Archie, okay, is this. So he says here on the article, and this quote is, we have videotape of Jackie Amos going into boxes, bringing in thumb drives, bringing in ballots to be inserted into machines. We have pictures of Jackie Amos participating in what we think is fraud as well as corruption. Okay, well, can we see it? I mean, I w- let's see it. If that's true, that's fine. You know, I mean, like, let's just, let's see it. Well, he didn't present any of that. I don't know. I guess he's going to, I believe the process is you have to go before the executive committee, which he wants her to step down from that during the initial appeal or action, whatever you call it. And then I know from looking at this before that if their decision, you can appeal that to circuit court. 
So it seems like this is where that would be heading, would be circuit court. So he's going to eventually have to show whatever evidence he thinks he has based upon this video of her doing that. Um, so, you know, I mean, he didn't want to release it yesterday. Maybe that's because he thinks it needs to be released first before the executive committee and then the circuit court. And that's fine. I understand that. But but I think he needs to that needs to be out there. It can't just be a lot of you know, anecdotal evidence is kind of what I'm gathering a lot sure. of this is right now it's not it's like oh we think we think we saw that also another thing from a strategy point of view i, I thought taylor was fine the lady cynthia walker though i i thought the way she presented this was poorly you know it was it was just this anger tirade for like 30 minutes where you know you're trying to decipher what she's saying they need someone a little bit better that could have outlined what they saw what or what they think they saw what they you know intend to prove and i don't think she did a good job of that i think it was just more just it sounded just like, like a crazy rant to me um, and I was, I was, I watched about 10, 15 minutes of it and it, mm-hmm. I, I just had to check out is what, where my, my head was at last night. Sure. But I, I do, I do have an obsession with reading the comments on these WWT type live feeds yeah. like that. Yeah. When they had to do these stories. And I know that David chose the word high tech election heist mm-hmm. specifically because Donald Trump owns the election theft stuff and he doesn't want to associate with Stolen elections, stuff like that. I think that is by design, but it's not working. No. The people in the comments are just Trump, 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 yeah. Trump, Trump, Trump. But I, here's the other thing. I talked to you about this last night. Mm-hmm. There's a problem in Hines County with, how do I say it, intelligence. And it feels like, and after watching the polo trial and just having been a Hines Cantonian for uh, 43 44 of my 46 years, 43 of my 46 years on earth. Mm-hmm. It seems like all you have to really do is just make something so convoluted and confusing that it creates doubt. And yeah. that, that's exactly what Fortner did mm-hmm. well, you know, with that cell phone data, the way they cross, you know, cross-examined on that cell phone data. Sure. It's exactly, or the other attorney that was helping him wasn't actually Fortner, but... Anyway, it was a, just confused the hell out of the jury. Like, well, I don't know, I just cell phone stuff, and then shadows really the killer and all. Yeah, which is yeah. all this is just, just this confusing, you know, smoke and mirrors stuff. And I think that's what Archie's doing here, and 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 it ain't a bad play, considering the track record of it working. But I don't know what the end result is. Do you over? Do you have an, another election? That's what he wants. I mean, and I don't know what the remedy is in the circuit. I think I think the circuit court can order another election. I think they can. I don't. I'm not really that familiar with I the election they, law, but I believe, I believe they, can they, do, can. They, they do. They do that. I think they did that in North Mississippi recently, if I remember that correctly. But uh, the um, yeah, I just uh, I agree with you. I think I, mean, I think he's doing a lot of smoke and mirrors, and now it's going to get to the better for the nut cutting when you go to circuit court or executive committee. Let's see what he's got. Because that's what I want to see. You know, what does he have? Let's take a call from John. This should be good. Hey, John, what you got on it, brother? Good morning. Uh, see, this is the Trump effect. And the Trump effect is you create a lot of chaos, a lot of innuendo, uh, a lot of fake uh, election theft. Uh, because if you look at Trump, he created enough chaos that he fooled enough people that they attacked our U.S. Capitol. And now those folks' lives are ruined. The old, the proud keepers just got 17 and 15 years and the old keepers are up next. And this guy really pulled the wool over the American people's eyes because these, a lady lost her life on a lie. And Donald Trump has yet to show us a thumb drive. Rudy Giuliani just took a default judgment 
for the uh, accusations that he made against the uh, allegations that he made against the uh, two uh, poll workers in Atlanta. This is a problem, folks, and, and we really need to use a little common sense. And unfortunately, because it's a political year, it's a campaign year, it's great for campaign donations to keep this lie going about election theft and Dominion voting machines or our hacks. We, we really need to get a hold to our democracy because the world is watching us. And we're looking like fools. If our voting machines were hacked, Democrats did it, we can't keep a secret. We eat our own. Trust me, somebody would have, by now you'd have emails, you would have had some type of digital footprint. So all I can say is, is this stuff will keep going ad nauseum until we put a stop to it. Because what you're doing is you're saying you're, you're actually saying the integrity of our electoral process is damaged, and that's very dangerous, folks. Well, what do you think? Got a lot of people. Let me ask you this. Let's, let's pull it back local here. Yeah. Let's. What, what do you What do you think about these missing thumb drives in Hines County? Now that's factual. Okay, but here's here's what here's what I would say, sir. Folks, this this is a bureaucracy. This is government. They lose stuff all the time, but it, it seems to be very convenient when somebody loses an election. And my thing is, it's always about the money and the power, folks. And unfortunately, because somebody lost some thumb drives, really, let me ask you, would you want to go to jail for election fraud for a $35,000 a year job? <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> you, know, that's I'm, my... I'm, you know, I'm like, excuse me. That's a dang I mean, good point. There's just not enough. There's just not enough butter on the bread to do something that crazy. Yeah. What about what folks. about the what about the the fundraising and some of the you know the, the, the let's just be honest. Let's let's just be honest. I'm not I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but we know politicians take kickbacks, and that's where yeah. the real butter for the bread is. Well, I well, mean, okay. let's go down that road, and we know that. That's what it's all about. It's all about the money and the power, folks. But that's been going on. And you know what? That's our fault as voters because we allowed this foolishness to happen. We allowed all of the big money to take over the elections, and basically we don't have a voice. And now they answer to the money, to the power brokers. We get the crumbs, folks. So that's the name of the game. So whether it's Donald Trump, whether it's local, it's the same game. Johnny and power. I got a question for you, too. Think about it this way. So David Archie now says yesterday that the video evidence, he's got video evidence. You heard that, right? He says he's got video evidence for this. But he he challenged or this election, what, was it the day after or the two days after the election? Yeah. Does anybody ask, had, had he seen any video evidence at that point? Had he no. seen it? No. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm like. Had he seen actual? So he made a claim of election fraud without actually seeing any evidence, or, or did he see it? But I assume that he did not. I, I don't know that 100%, but I assume at that point he had access to these videos that he now says he has. Well, see, that if be it correct? works on a national—excuse me. If it worked on a national level, why can't it work on a—if I can tell that lie on a national level, show you edited video of people moving boxes, and they don't tell you that the video's been edited, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani— pushing this video and you got people all worked up and they don't tell you it's edited now the truth is coming out you find out it was one big fat lie they still have not produced real evidence now is there a one percent or two percent uh, uh error in counting ballots it happens all over the country but guess what the american people were gullible enough or some american people were gullible enough and could not believe that this man could lose he lost. I know, John. John, let, let's keep it local. Hey, thanks. Good call today. Have a good weekend. Okay. Happy Labor Day. Well, Clay, that's my, you know that's my big question too. I mean, like, did David Archie see this video 
two days after, like when he had that first press conference, that he's seen this video that he's talking about. Because if he hadn't, then he was making up claims at that point, right? And I mean, but now he's saying he sees it. It's all on the. And it, if you recall, it was Tony Johnson at the beginning of this. Yeah. But now it's shifted to this is Jackie Amos. Right. So I just wonder where all that's coming from. I right, hold that thought. We'll, uh, we'll pick back up on the other side of the break here. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Ron on a finally Friday, Labor Day weekend, official end of summer weekend. Question of the day, what are y'all doing for this weekend? What are your big Labor Day plans? Text me. Let me know. Who's drinking Bud Light? 769-241-1944. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah, the phone line is blowing up over here. 601-879-0002. Caller, stay on hold. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in here to a Friday edition of the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yurkaran, live on 103.9 FM. This segment, real quick, going to be brought to you by our friends over at Guns and Gear. Man, what a great time to go buy a gun. It's starting to cool off outside. just makes you think about hunting season, personal protection season. Personal protection season year-round. And uh, you can satisfy that need out there at Guns and Gear in Gluckstadt on 51 North. Shop them online, gunsandgearms.com. But I highly recommend just stopping by and shooting the breeze with those fellows out there. They've got a great selection in stock of uh, every different imaginable farm. They have used guns. And here's the deal. Guys, you got an old gun sitting around you ain't doing nothing with? Like, man, maybe you know, this one ran its course, or I'm not using this one. Uh, maybe you inherited some. Whatever the case may be, if you need to shake it off, take it out there. Sell it to Guns and Gear. They will buy it today from you. So, don't give it to Polo. No. <laughs> uh, don't give it to a convicted felon. <laughs> Sell it to the gun shop, <laughs> the Guns and Gear. and They also handle all your Cerakoting and gunsmithing needs as well, and they have plenty of parts, accessories, and they are the home of No Limit Ammo, you can buy as much as you can afford right out there on 51 North in Gluckstadt at Guns in Gear. And uh, we appreciate them texting, uh, sponsoring the Guns and Gear text line. Let's take a call real quick. Yep. Hey, brother, you on there? Good good, good morning, guys. Hope you all have a good way. You, you got John that just called in. I can tell he's a really intelligent guy, and I've thought that since one of the first few times I saw him. And he, well, I want to talk about 2020, okay? Because if y'all don't think that election's stolen, then we've got some problems. Every swing state, every mail-in ballot they got, Georgia, for example, normally throws that 6 to 8% of their mail-in ballots because of address not matching, signatures not matching, or not being filled on property. In 2020, they threw out 14 in the whole state. Nobody had the manpower between the election time and the swearing-in time to go to between 35 and 40 million votes to check them. Would it have messed up the popular vote? Biden getting it? Probably not. Would, would it had Trump had won the election? I believe he would have. I would, and if you don't think that was the case with the ballot part, what about the media and Facebook coordinating with the uh, FBI on Hunter Biden and church stories to suppress them? If that election was not stolen, then I don't know what was. Oh, no, I, I agree 100. percent Hey, uh, let, let's pull it back local. What do you think about this? I know you don't live it, live around here anymore, but what do you think about this? Uh, this this David Archie stuff. I want to correct you one thing, David Archie, and I like David. David is a first term supervisor. Is okay? a first term. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, David Duran, for every office he's ever won, I mean, he's ran for what office probably 10 times. Oh, yeah. In Can- and true. Madison County and in Jackson, yeah. for that matter. I don't know. Part of me says that he wouldn't do it if it wasn't legit. Part of me says it's just him getting attention. It, I like I like David, but he's kind of like Kenny Stokes. He loves being in front of the cameras, mm-hmm. if you don't know the truth. That's just my personal opinion. Cool. I don't know, Clay. All right, all right, brother. Have a good weekend, man. Happy Labor Day. Have a good day. Uh-huh. I just uh, pulled up a Kingfish article from August 10th, so it's two days after the election. And apparently that morning, it said Archie thundered at a press conference that morning that Tony Johnson had fixed the election, even though she is no longer an election commissioner. I think she worked for one of the – Well, she's a, she's a campaign manager, manager for, for, the, for the guy that beat him. Yeah, okay. And that she had fixed the election somehow, and that was what he was saying on August the 10th. He didn't. He wasn't referencing Jackie Amos – or video evidence that he had. Again, we don't know whether he'd seen a video at that point, but he was, I'm assuming that he, I'm going to go with the assumption that he had not seen a video a day and a half after the election or whenever he did this thing. It seems like he just, he just wanted to throw out there was some fraud and he put it on Tony Johnson, who she was a good foil because, you know, she is good. I think she's a convicted felon and uh, for bezeling money, I think it was from the election commission. I think that's right. But, and, um, so she was the foil for that. And then now we're, you know, a few weeks later and we're on to the, this is the, uh, Jackie Amos show and you know and then of course there's that text message that kind of gives you a little hint that there was some animosity between the two of them mm-hmm. and I mean how many other people have messages about David Archie and, and having animosity I'm sure there's quite a few people in Hines <laughs> County with those messages but you know we'll wait to see what the evidence shows I mean I'd like to see this eventually get to the circuit court and play it out and see what I bet that's going to be a lack of a better term an S show yeah no I mean, we have heard some behind the scenes rumblings from people that there is some legitimacy to his claims. Yeah, I mean, I've heard, you know, from rumors around the community, right, that there could be. So, yeah, I mean, like, that's what we got the court for. That's what I love it. Like, let's put this evidence for the judge and let's see what you got, David. I mean. Yeah, well, because, I mean, I mean look, the, the, day, the day this all broke and, or the day after whatever, I mean, the first thing I said was, you know, I, yep, if so. they, here's my concern. And I look, and I like David. He's been on the show a couple times. I ain't got no beef with David Archie. Uh, if, if he got the election stolen from him, I hope he gets it back. Yeah. Um. But if you knew all this stuff was going on, and you knew that you kind of know where the bodies are buried, so to say, sure. Why, why wait till you you get it stolen from you or lost, or however you want to look at it, to bring it up? Yeah, you seem like like we talked. We'd use that example of Trump, and I don't want to go back to the election, but Trump was talking about it at least before the election mm-hmm. that this was going to happen, and uh, Archie never said a word. He never said a word. And then all of a sudden, you know, he gets beat by a two to one margin, and it's been stolen from him so you know i mean again that's what i always say you know whether it's trump or whoever else it's we got the courts hopefully the, the he could present what evidence he's got before you know the executive committee then the later the circuit court i assume and uh see what he's got i'm gonna go with he doesn't have it that's my guess but maybe he does and i'm wrong and you know we'll see yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out I, again i just i be, if it was anywhere else i would have my doubts I mean, like over in Rankin, for instance, we just had an election for a supervisor. Yeah, I saw that. Right. Come down to they were tied, mm-hmm. one vote, one vote, one yeah. one uh, one one vote. One what, what kind of ballot? With a closed ballot, the oh, I guess a mail-in ballot, something like that. Mm-hmm. Absentee, absentee. Right. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. One absentee ballot made the difference. So yeah. <laughs> when they tell you your vote don't or your vote counts, every vote counts, and these are local elections, literally. Every vote counts. And you notice that guy conceded right away, didn't he? I think I read that. The guy that lost by one vote. 
Did he consent? Oh. I thought I thought that I read that. Oh yeah, you're talking about as soon as they said it. Yeah, I think he just he didn't say high tech election fraud or any of that kind of stuff. He just, well, I mean, one vote. That's kind of one I'd be like, okay, you should contest that. When it, when, I mean, if it's one vote, you don't yeah. know. I mean, well, there, there were two absentee balances, but they only allowed one of them. Okay, see, I mean, you could he could have done that. Apparently, I I think that I read that he did not do that, or maybe I read that on a blog site, an actual article, but we could check it. Well, look, I'll say this: most people out there have shame. Yeah, and she's like, you know what? I'm, a, I'm good. <laughs> You're saying David Archie doesn't have shame, right? I guess we've all seen that he doesn't really. Yeah, I mean, and look, that can be a good characteristic too. Sometimes, you know, like I, I don't have a whole lot of shame. I mean, I kind of run my mouth for a living. And same. I mean, I'm with. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. I mean, something's not bad, but I think it, you know, in this instance where if he doesn't have the evidence and he knows he doesn't have it, then he needed to just concede this thing. Now, if he's got real evidence again, he's going to get a shot and he could, you know, present it. But if he doesn't, and, and it's just all a bunch of, you know, what I think it is, then, um, you know, that'll, that'll be made public in the circuit court. Uh, Reagan can says on the guns of your text line, it's about a $35,000 a year job being worth going to jail for. It is about, I mean, that's what he meant to say. It's not about a $35,000 a year job being worth going to jail for. It's about faith in candidates affecting positive change. Salary has nothing to do with it. Uh, I guess the top part of that, he goes, um, I believe David did a lot of good things. In the end, problems for Archie is, problems for Archie did not erase our memories of his beginning. The pushing, yelling, race baiting, pole hugging. Mm-hmm. He turned the supervisor meetings into a, into a Jackson City Council-like circus. And no, you cannot. And no, you cannot sing. But you sound better than Kim, though. Oh, it's about you singing. Yes, yeah. yes. I wanted to make sure I got. Does that Kim in. sing? Uh, I'll guess, see him at lunch if I may, if I make it across for the day. I'm going to ask him to break out into a song. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to move on from from David Archie stuff. And uh, here's some other topics we got this morning. Hour two, we got all kind of stuff planned. So you guys, stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We got a couple of minutes here for the top of the hour break. <clears throat> Instead of getting too deep in the weeds, did y'all see where Jackson, Mississippi, was voted? What is it? The eighth unhappiest place in the country to live, but the obviously the worst in Mississippi, I believe. So Jackson, Mississippi, eighth unhappiest city in America. Jackson, I'm not going to get into the nuts and bolts of it. Let's just ask why it ain't number one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question, right? You know, I have so many friends. I don't know if you have this clay that ask me that don't live here and, and ask me all the time, like, why do you stay? Why do you stay? You know, that I live out of state and. And I, you know, my always answer just you know, hey, that's what I'm used to. It's I think you get Stockholm syndrome with it. I did. You know, you just get really like, this is where I live. This is where I know everybody. Like I'm going to do all. You know, you don't realize that the roads are horrible. That the water. I mean, you realize it, but you're just so used to it that it's you don't. The cost of doing business in the city or living, doing business, whatever. Yeah. I look. I would not have moved. You know, at all. But um, I was married at the time, and the person wanted to move, and it was kind of like, okay, whatever, let's go. And, of course, best decision I ever made mm-hmm. was, for me personally, getting out of Jackson and seeing how the other half lives. And, man, the, the problems in the Rankin County Real Talk groups versus the problems in the Jackson Real Talk groups are drastically different. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, if you, if you, if you can afford to, to get out of Jackson, you know, especially if you got younger kids with schools, yada, 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 I highly recommend it. 
But uh, you know, and then look, I get it too, man. You've lived there, you're comfortable, you're in your neighborhood, you got yep. the brewery there. I mean, that, that is a unique little neighborhood. But yeah, but if I'm just talking about getting an apartment somewhere in Jackson, <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get one over here. I don't even know where you could get an apartment in Jackson that would be safe, unless you're going to go downtown. All right, we got to take our break. We'll be right back. Top of the hour news coming up next. Are you thinking about going out this weekend? Are you thinking about messing around and finding out? Well, when you do mess around and find out, you may end up in jail, whether it be Hines County, Rankin County, Madison County, or any of the little towns in between. And if you do, hey, look, I have a long and glorious history of messing around and finding out. And I wish I'd had a bail bondsman like Liberty Bell Bonds. If you end up in jail this weekend, get out of jail by calling 601-825-1077. That's Liberty Bell Bonds serving Jackson and all surrounding areas. So if you mess around and you find out, call Liberty Bell Bonds and they'll bond you out. 601-825-1077. Seven. All right, welcome back in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, man, this segment brought to you by Martin's Downtown. Look, man, I think uh, fried chicken, I believe, is the plate lunch special today. I'm about to click here. I'm doing this in live time. No, it's fried pork chops. Fried pork chops is the plate lunch at Martin's. Come on, man. Fried pork chop, and it's a little cooler outside too, so I could eat it and not be feel like I'm gonna die out in the humidity. Sign me up! But hey, tonight is also ribeye steak night. You know, um, get by there. I'm telling you, I got a crew of buddies that go religiously every Friday night for ribeye steak night at Martin's. Let's see here. Here's a few of their upcoming upcoming bands that'll be playing there. The Falala will be there on September 15th. On September 9th, you got Scott Levi Jones and the Holy Cow. On October 28th, the Heavy Strides. And um, tonight, for steak night, they got the Lincoln Outfit. So get out there, check them out. They got a bunch of new, new menu items. They got the Gulf, Fresh Gulf Shrimp Po' Boy. Kitchen's open from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day. You know, you can you can also order online and get it delivered. And college football there this weekend, the first yeah. big weekend of college football. And what three dollar mimosas and bloody marys Saturday yeah. and Sunday starting mm-hmm. at what? I think it was ten or eleven something like that. Yeah, eleven. Yeah, so I'm, pretty much I'm picking the time I get there. It's like yeah. ten. I remember one time I got there. It was like at nine in the morning, and they're like they weren't open. I'm like, oh wait, how did I not know they weren't open at nine in the morning? <laughs> That's pretty bad. I remember going to the bar at nine in the morning. No doubt, it was a it's a football weekend. I don't think it counts. Like time yeah. suspends itself. It's like when you're out of town. Yeah, it just doesn't count. Drinking on on football days, it just doesn't count. And ch- let me just say, cheating does count if you're out of town. Cheating counts. Cheating counts. The whole different zip code or area code. Yeah, that counts. But drinking does not count. It's like in the airport. You know when you're in the airport, yeah. you can drink at any time of the day. Oh, and yeah. it's perfectly acceptable in the airport because time just stops in the airport. Yeah, the first time I flew commercial, I was coming back from California. And I was at the Santa Barbara airport. Down at fly to LAX, fly to Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, I was pounding back draft beers at 6 a.m. Yeah. I, I don't like flying. It, was, it, was not, it wasn't an alcoholic thing. It was a – I got a – 
I gotta lubricate. Do you not like? Bit. You still not like flying? Or no, I hate flying. Really? Yep. See, I love it because I think I I'm weird. I love the airport. I love hanging out in different airports and just checking out. The, I don't know different bars. Like speaking of that, I was in the airport like a few weeks ago and in in, in Atlanta and uh, some guy got cut off at seven in the morning. And I was like, that is gangster. Yeah. Like I said, that is like they cut him off, and I was like, <laughs> that is something really cool. Like you, if you get cut off from drinking at seven in the morning, you're a professional <laughs> you, man. Well. <laughs> Uh, you have professional uh, tendencies anyway. <laughs> yeah, if you get cut off that early, I mean, you, you can't handle it. Hey, everybody clapped at the bar too when they're like, they're just like kind of impressed by this guy. <laughs> or like, you got cut off at seven in the morning. Uh, hey, two two more things real quick about Martins. Uh, all you Grateful Dead fans, they got the Grateful Dead tribute band coming up on September sixteenth. The Lazy Lightning Band and uh, Ready Teddy texted me and said uh, his favorite musician Tab Benoit will be at Martins on October sixth. So mark your calendars. Check them out online, martinsdowntownjxn.com. Same address for Facebook as well. All right, Sean. Um, so something – I've had this link ready to talk about for a little bit now. Mm-hmm. And it's a Canton Mart Road merchant say homeless encampment negatively impacts business. You, you don't say. Yeah. You, you don't say. Let's play, this, let's play this real quick. And then uh, me and Sean got some thoughts about this. Uh, there's something, I don't know if you want to call it funny in here, but interesting. Not to a problem three on your side has told you about before. Businesses along Canton Mart Road in Jackson say they're pleading with the city and state to deal with the homeless under the I-55 underpass. Canton Mart Square tenants say the homeless are again becoming an increasing problem and bringing blight to the area. Chairs, tables, and shopping carts are stored there. The businesses say their customers feel unsafe and it's costing them money. The bridge and the, the homelessness has just become more and more of a problem. It's unsightly, it's unsanitary, it's unsafe. We just cannot have it at the entrance to the last shopping center in the metro area, basically. Why did you come here? Well, um, is Now, guys, this girl's talking right here. Y'all need to go watch this interview. <laughs> I'm just telling you, she's... She, She's um on the on the hot crazy matrix. She must be skewed somewhere. Yeah, because she's hot and homeless. Yep. We have a hot homeless white girl mm-hmm. living under a bridge under I fifty five at Canton Mart on Old Canton Road. I'm, I'm yeah. just saying, if any of you captains out there looking to do some saving, you got a candidate here. Yeah. All right, let's listen to. I've her. been out here years. Been about the safest place. I was. Her name is Carla Moore. Just go to the bridge. Scream, Carla, <laughs> Carla. I'm here for you, Carla. Scared the first night, but I was waiting on my inheritance. The businesses say the city and state are ignoring their concerns and the installed fences aren't helping. You mean, yeah. you mean they did something that didn't work? Yeah, right. The city? No. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd send out that video um, to me, and I think my, I, I realize how what a sick individual I must be because my first response is like, whoa, the homeless girl's kind of hot. You know, <laughs> that was my first. And you started laughing. You're like, who did she just look like somebody I knew? And I was like, who is that girl? Like, okay, well, because that's a Kent Mark, that's right across from like um, uh, Capitol Grill and Fourth and Goal in that right there. Uh, uh, unfortunately. And yeah. then on the other side, it's, it's Sam's. Uh, it's Sam's Lounge. Okay, so you get a beer at Sam's or for the, the goal, walk over, meet Carla. And look, <laughs> like that, does that hotel still have the love tub room? I don't know if they do. Any, I haven't been over Sam's They had that on a while. sign forever. Forever. 
I haven't Ooh. been to Sam's in a while. It's been a while. I well, used to go there all the time, but well, you can go enjoy the love tub. She probably needs a bath anyway. That's what I'm saying. Get a room right you're right there. I mean, it's a you know, Car- Carla's really selling the homeless experience. I know, I know some of y'all. This is your mission. No, this is your your, your thing. You know, your ministry. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like somebody's got a homeless kink or something, and they're just yeah, going down there. Your ministry is helping homeless folks. So. We get out there, help Carla, get her, take her up out all this. Yeah, just, she's a she's a fixer upper. She's a fixer upper. That's what I thought for sure. <laughs> they are, they're all fixer uppers. We are definitely the dumb gender, right? Like that's <laughs> we're just that's that's it. Right oh man! All right, so I thought that was kind of funny. Me I know too. that's I know that's mean, but whatever. I mean, it is what it is. We just you know. <laughs> Reading my text messages here. <laughs> We're sitting out here talking about how the homeless girl was hot. I mean, this is really what our text message thing was about, though. Like, we're like, what? All right, let's shift gears. Um, some more about Jackson here. Um, so right as I got off the air yesterday, I got a story to my phone. I had to read it twice. Every now and then, even for Jackson, stuff surprises me. I had to read it twice. It said, four people, masked, kick in a door, shoot and kill a man, and kidnap a 10-month-old baby. That's a lot to digest. So mm-hmm. I got WLBT queued up here again. This is Courtney Ann Johnson, uh, just to bring y'all up to speed, and then I'll give you my thoughts, or our thoughts, should I say. We begin tonight in the capital city, where Jackson police are investigating a home invasion that turned into a homicide and the kidnapping of a 10-month-old child. Three on your side, the only ones on scene last night on Jane Avenue near Williman Street. Our Holly Emery has the newest information for you tonight. Holly? Courtney Ann, new details have come to light since JPD first released information this morning, as it seems that this was not a random act of violence, but a targeted attack. At 9.30 Wednesday night. Hey, the whole street blocked off, and I didn't see nothing but people coming in and out, trying to come down on the tape, and they wouldn't let them come on the tape because they said it was a crime scene. According to Jackson Police, officers responded to a shooting and robbery on Jane Avenue in West Jackson, where a woman and three men wearing masks kicked down the back door, robbed the residence, and shot and killed a 42-year-old man and kidnapped a 10-month-old baby. I, I wasn't walking around with my gun on my side, but it's going to make me start. And then, especially at night, I keep walking around because I'll be there by myself sometimes. The woman, 18-year-old Jasmine Johnson, was arrested shortly after at a nearby gas station on Lynch Street. Police say the baby was with Johnson. It was later revealed in municipal court Thursday that Johnson was the birth mother of the baby, and the man who was shot and killed was the boyfriend of Johnson's mother, who had full custody of the child. The three men involved have not yet been arrested. How, how bad your life got to be for, for your mom's boyfriend to get full custody of your child? Yeah, that that is a. That's a mouthful right there. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that what they said? Mom's boyfriend? Her mother's boyfriend? Her mother's boyfriend. How does that even work? Had the custody of the child. Hmm. I mean, I would love to have been in the courtroom that day to hear that family law dispute. How did this? I, I, that's something I didn't learn in law school. I can tell you that much. I don't know how that happens. That's that's that's, that's interesting. I mean, man, that's just a process of elimination. and <laughs> You know what I mean? Like. So apparently he, the court was right. <laughs> we could tell, you know, they looked yeah, like they mean, were right. Well, he was obviously willing to take care of the child. Yeah, you Sounds know, like, like a good dude. Like most grown men ain't trying to just take in they a baby. Yeah, I mean, yeah. on their own. I mean, right. I, I guess the mom maybe lived there too. So maybe why wouldn't the grand the paternal grandmother be the 
The custody, I, I don't know. That, that's a strange one. There, I got questions. I, mean, I, I got some questions about that. But neither here nor there. What piqued my interest on this story was white girl, three black guys, got arrested on Lynch Street pulling a kick dough and killing somebody. Guys, black guys, I'm talking to y'all. If you hadn't seen my, my TikTok about this. <laughs> black guys, I'm talking to y'all. Lady Snow Bunnies alone. This one looks more like a snow dwarf, but Lady Snow Bunnies alone. They, uh, if you see, is she a white girl hanging out at gas stations on Lynch Street? Just pass, go. There's another one out there somewhere. I'm just. T- I grew up on Lynch Street. My dad had that store. Mm-hmm. I've seen first time I ever seen somebody get killed was Lynch Street. First dead body I ever seen was Lynch Street. Uh, I've seen more drugs, death, murder, hookers, everything on Lynch Street than I've seen anywhere else in the world. Where well, I ain't been very far, but the world yeah. of Mississippi. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm telling you, t- take advice from the clay here. And just understand that you don't want a snow bunny that is on Lynch Street. She, it took more wrong. It took more than one wrong turn for her to get there. Yeah, I mean she's a. You know, I, I see sometimes I see that on uh, Med Grevers driving in the mornings here. You know, like at six in the morning. Oh, there's rent by the hour hotel. And there's there. on, on, yeah, and there's like you see these, these they, they kind of uh, you see these these white girls that are like walking down the street. They look rather young, just walking down the street, and you're like. You know, just I don't know. They I mean, doped and got a hold of. Yeah, you could tell that that's what's going. They're just like kind of searching and say, uh, "You say Scotty got her body." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I see it like every morning when I drive over here. All right, let's take a break. Come back, reset. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Gurkron. You guys are welcome to call in six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. Guns and Gear text line seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at A1 Gear and Auto. I just want to give a shout-out to Justin and his team. Uh, took my daughter's car over there again this week. It's a, it's a BMW. It has its problems. They are what they are. Took it over this week. Got a new radiator hose put on. It was in. It was out. Uh, price wasn't too bad You know, for, for anything European. I didn't think it was bad. That's, I think that's the third or fourth time we've done some business with them in August. I, I, I send my kid's car there. That's the highest recommendation I can give somebody. I trust them to late, not leave my child on the side of the road. So get over there, A1 Gear and Auto, Highway 49 South in Florence. You, you check engine light, comes on, air ain't blowing cold, swing by there. They can take care of it. But what they really focus on, what their what their specialty is, is – Ring and pinions, you know, uh, transfer cases, rear ends, the stuff that makes your car put power to the wheels. It makes your wheels spin. That's what they specialize in. They've led the industry here for the last 15 or so years. So get over there, check them out. You need brakes. They can do all that stuff, too. The only thing they don't do at A1 Gear and Auto is diesel engine repair. Uh, I can always recommend you to one of our other great sponsors here if you need that. So check them out, A1 Gear and Auto, Highway 49 South in Florence, past Tom's Fried Pies. If you're going south, and it'll be right down there on the right, big white building, big red sign. You can't miss it, right before you get to Gunter Road. All right, Sean, we were talking about something during the break here. We are talking about some of these local bars and stuff. I want to shift gears for just one second, and then I want to get back to I want to, I want to get on the, uh, the Brandon Presley stuff. Mm-hmm. You had a great topic there. I, I feel like it's time to, to, to say this, and I'm going to talk to my – my black listeners and friends for a minute. You know, when I'm outspoken, one of the unintended consequences to being outspoken about the 
poor leadership and poor conditions and the crime and all that in a, <clears throat> in a city like Jackson is the fact that I'm a white guy and Jackson's overwhelmingly black. And, and it sounds like I come across like I'm attacking all black folks. And, and, and that's, not the, that's not the intended uh, point there. The, the point is to call the people out that are doing this. They just so happen to be black, and they wear their blackness on their, on their shoulder. They, they tell you constantly, I'm black, I'm black. It's because we're black, black. So when I, when I mention that in return, it, it is what it is. But I just want to say this. I, guys, I'm not talking about good folks. I, you know, if you if you good folks, you out there, you ain't committing crimes. You you living your life, bro. I'll sit down at the bar with you. I'll have a beer with you. I love black folks. I, I I'm not a racist. I love black folks. I don't like hood rats, and neither do and neither do most of y'all. Yeah. You know, you know what? You know what? I also, don't hang out with Sean. Hmm. White trailer trash, like the girl that went there and got her baby back. That's a good example. Yeah, great you example. Know? You know, I mean, I, you know, I, mean, I don't hang out I, with Carla under the bridge. Well, I might make an exception for that, Carla. That, that Red Hot Chili Peppers. Was that a song that was Under the Bridge? Was, yeah, was that about Bri- Carly? Carla? Yeah, it's about Carla. There you go. Um, you know, all, all, all joking aside, I just I like to clear the air every now and then. Because, black folks, I love you. I grew up with you. I've been friends with most of you my whole life. It ain't about y'all. It's about this culture that has, that has allowed this to happen to the city. And everybody sit back and continue to vote for this trash just because they play on your heartstrings by mentioning white supremacy or racism or any of this other stuff, how much more has to happen? This, we're, this week's the one-year anniversary of the Jackson water crisis. Mm-hmm. And I'm going back, we're looking at these posts and when I was on Sky News and all that. Uh, how much has to happen for y'all to say, all right, this ain't white folks' fault. The, 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 the black leadership in this town that constantly tells us they're black and Jackson can only have black contractors, only black people can pick up Jackson's garbage, a black person should be running the water. Well, black person has been doing all that, just the wrong ones. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely, there's perfectly well-suited black folks out there for these jobs, these leadership positions, these uh, mayor, mayor jobs. And we just don't have the right ones in the place. Yeah, and also, like, I think uh, it kind of made me think of a – you know, Chokeway, obviously, we're talking about sure. one of the big examples. You know, he kind of cheapens a lot of um, real racism when he when he blames everything on on race. Like, for like, my latest example was the garbage crisis, where he said, "Okay, well, the votes against me is obviously racism." Even when he had my white city council person, Virgil yeah. Lindsay, voting on his side, and then it was the two black city council peoples and a white, I think, Ashby Foot voting against him, and he blamed his own debacle. It's got to be on racism. Yeah. Well. Obviously, that's he's he's lying and he's using that as a you know line to, to help whatever ridiculous position he's got. But then we go over to like Rain County and see the goon squads, but that's a real incident of racism that something that really matters. And by him like claiming everything's right, takes away from something like that that actually is. And that's the issue I have with it when you call everything racism when it's not. When something really racist does happen, then it just takes away from that and makes people kind of numb to things. And I think that's bad. But. I do too. And I mean that like that goon squad thing. Man, I just don't think people got as worked up about it as they could have because there's been a lot of the zest, if that's the word I'm looking for, a lot of the sting. I know what you're saying, right. Yeah, that's what what I'm trying to say, too. Yeah, You know, I mean, so, yeah, real racism happens. It happens from both directions, mind you. 
And but when it does happen, it's like, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. Everything's racism. How do how do I know? It's this like wasn't? the boy that cried wolf, and that's yeah. what happens. It's that effect. It's like because you keep on saying that when you when you blame again. Like really, I couldn't. I guess I could believe it, but when he said it about the garbage thing, I was like, oh my, okay, like dude. Like, this is something that you created and manufactured yourself. Mm-hmm. As soon as people disagree with you, doesn't make it racist. And, yeah. um, you well, know, but you know, but I, until that changes, you know, the city's not going to, I mean, not going to move forward until we get rid of people like that. You know, I, I've brought this up until I'm blue in the face. I hear Kim Wade mention it, too. You know, one, one of the problems that that, that I have in, with disagreeing with, with black folks is sometimes there's this mindset that if I disagree with you or or somebody white disagrees with you or just doesn't like you. Mm-hmm. It, it automatically can only be because you're black in, in a lot of their minds. Like, no, you could just be an a-hole. Yeah. I could just not like you. Your, your, your blackness is like on a scale of 1 to 10. It's not even in the top 10 of why I would, why I would dislike you. It's not, it's not there at all. Your color does not matter to me. It's your mindset. It's this rotten culture. And it's every now and then, you're just you're rude. I mean, and shouldn't that be like the highest form of equality? Like, I could hate you for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. That's the highest form of equality. Like, I hate you because you're a terrible human being, and that's yeah. why I don't like you. It's got nothing to do with anything else. I mention his name all the time. Uh, Brad Franklin, Kamikaze. I, I just don't like him because I don't like him. Right. You know, <laughs> it, it, his, his color has nothing to do with it. You know, here's also just simple math. I, if, if I'm a white guy that lives in a city that's 80-plus percent black— and I have any beef with somebody or anything like that, it's most likely going to be a black person because of just the sheer statistics of that's who you're going to be around the most. Yeah. It's like the old saying, if I had, most, most car accidents, like 90% or something crazy like that, happen within one mile from where you live. Mm-hmm. That's the way you're going the most. Exactly. So the people you're around the most is also going to be the people you have disagreements with. Yeah. You have beef with, you get robbed by, you rob, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, it's not. It's, everything ain't about racism. No, it's so. sometimes you're just an a hole is an a hole. I mean, yeah, it's got I mean, nothing like, to do with. Like you know, I know this ain't a popular thing to say, but you know, I don't think the George Floyd thing was about racism. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was just two dudes that had a re- that were having a really bad day and ran, bumped into each other. I don't think Derek Chauvin left the house that day. I feel like I'm doing the Donald Trump thing here, I'm talking about mm-hmm. local elections and making it the yeah. national thing. And I, I'm just making an example. I just don't think everything's about racism. I don't think Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd. I don't think he killed him at all, but let's just pretend that the national narrative is true. He didn't do it because he was black. He did it because he was the guy he was having an interaction with in that moment. Yeah, I think it's a. I think you're talking. I think it's different than the Goon Squad. I keep using that example, but it's like the most recent example of overt racism I've maybe ever seen. And I helped out with that Daryl Demon thing years ago. So I mean, you know uh, the. Um, the George Floyd thing to me more was like I don't know that you anybody necessarily proved that Derek Chauvin was this rabid racist killer. Like I don't know that, that was ever. I think he was you know cop having a bad day. That's why I always kind of looked at it. And it was yeah. a bad. I mean I have a different maybe different opinion than you on it in terms of um, his culpability. But I don't I don't know that that was culpability was based on he was just a rabid racist. I, I don't know that that's true. Um, these guys we know that's true in Reagan County. Like that is undisputed fact that that's true that they did this and it was race based and those things. So I think that's the difference and. You know, again, I go back to why we say, like, you got to show me evidence. I need to see evidence. And I didn't really see, the, like, the evidence with Derek Chauvin that he was some rabid racist, like the way we've seen with the Rankin County guys. Yeah, exactly. Let's do a couple of texts up real quick. Um, Tony says, Cat Williams said it best. Don't hate on someone because of color or the way they look. Hate them because they ain't crap. 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, exactly. Uh, unknown texture and the Jackson water crisis was also racist. It, it, again, that uh, a self-inflicted gunshot wound yep. is not racist, and that's what that the mis, the mismanagement of the plant alone. <laughs> Had nothing to do with white folks. They weren't even calibrating their instruments. I yeah. mean, that's how it. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just that wasn't racism. It was incompetence. There's a big difference. Uh, let's see here. Derek said he calls that the bridge, the bridge to Little Italy. I guess uh, the bridge over where Carla lives. Oh, that the bridge to Little Italy. I, it? Yeah, fill me in. I don't get the joke there. Um, let's read a few more texts before we take our break. And when we come back from the break, Sean had a great topic. Um, that uh, concerning Brandon Presley, I think you guys are really going to enjoy it, and uh, I'm not going to steal the thunder when he comes back. I'm going to let him have it, uh, but I do want to see a couple more of these texts before we go to the break. Um, somebody's texting. Not sure if you can see the photo, but it's this Carla. Uh, let's see here. Everybody's yeah. obsessed with Carla now, and everybody yeah, wants to know that is, is Carla a, really hot? That is, uh, I think that's <laughs> Carla. I don't know. I'll send you the picture I have of Carla. I did. I, t- I took a picture of the computer. All right. When we get back, <laughs> we're going to get the same back on track here, and we're going to talk about Brandon Presley. Give, give him a setup. Well, I think I was talking about to Clay. You know, Brandon Presley's campaign to reach out to Clay a few days ago, whenever we whenever were on air last Wednesday or Tuesday or something, and uh, wanted to clarify his position on mass mandates and lockdowns. And so I, the other night I was like, would – would Brandon Presley be able to run as a Democrat in the for president in 2024 on his platform, the things that he stands for? And my answer to that is no, obviously no. Like he wouldn't make it in a Democratic primary in 2024. But the alternative is, would he have been able to do so in 1992? And I think yes. As if he's ab- Bill Clinton. If he's Bill Clinton, somebody like that. And my, you know, my, my response to that is absolutely yes. If you want to gauge where the party was then and where it is today, and then where you know what Presley is now is a – Basically, a very conservative Democrat, or maybe of a maybe even a moderate Republican at this point, running for governor of Mississippi. So. All right, well, y'all, y'all digest that. Let us know what you think. Seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four is the text line, the Guns and Gear text line, the phone number six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Run. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show live here on one hundred three point nine FM with Sean Yurkaran here in the studio with me. Hey, uh, real quick, this segment brought to you by our friends over at. How about my friends at Gracie South? Man, they've been so good to us here at the Clay Edwards Show. Uh, Gracie South Jiu Jitsu and Kickboxing. I know my buddy Chance, the Hoist Gracie Black Belt instructor, they have over there listens every day or close to it. So I do appreciate that. Look, they got two locations to serve you. One in Madison on Ridgecrest Drive, another in Pearl and Fairmont Plaza. What a great area to be in. Either one of them. Just great, great folks over there. Um, but look, they got more than just jujitsu. Of course, if you want to take uh, adult jujitsu classes, it's taught by Hoist Gracie Black Belt Chance Shepherd. They have fitness kickboxing, a great non monotonous workout. Let's be honest, I'm running on a treadmill, it it, it gets old. Running in general, to me, gets old. I'd much rather be doing something engaging like kickboxing. They have women's only self-defense classes. I don't have to explain the upside to that. Women out here in this crazy world, you know you need to be able to defend yourselves. And uh, sometimes sometimes it takes more than a gun. Sometimes you can't get to your gun. Learn some self-defense. And it's also taught by a female instructor, so it's a no-male intimidation atmosphere. And then they have children's kickboxing. Again, I shouldn't even have to explain all the upsides 
to your kid learning how to defend himself at a younger age, learning discipline. We talk about discipline a lot on the show, learning discipline, bully prevention. And uh, look, man, well, I remember being a 16, 17-year-old kid, and there was always that one kid around that was a black belt in karate or was a karate badass. And you didn't want to mess with that kid. Everybody wanted to be that kid's friend. Make your kid popular. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but every kid will want to be your kid's friend if your kid can fight. So get over there at Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing, GracieSouth.com. Tell them Clay sent you. You, you get to, uh, Your first week's going to be free either way. If you just show up off the street, your first week's free. But if you tell them you heard it on the Clay Edwards Show or WYAB here, after that you're going to get 20% off all your future stuff there. So check it out, GracieSouth.com. All right, Sean, I love this topic. Mm-hmm. I love this topic. I mean, Carla under the bridge is, is taking over the text, text <laughs> line. Hot but, Carla. Uh, Carla. If anybody needs a date for Labor Day weekend, go over to Canmart Road. <laughs> There's so much, so many jokes, low-hanging fruit there. I'm not going to be mean today. Yeah. Um, let's go back to the Brandon Presley stuff. So if Brandon Presley was – Brandon Presley could not run for governor – I mean, I'm sorry, for president – under his current platform of a Democrat. I don't think so. I mean, he's he's pro-life, right? He, that's what it's one of the number one thing. I mean, that, that would kick him out right there. And he's, and, he's, uh, and he's on record saying no lockdowns. No lockdowns. He's saying that he's, you know, he's not. No face masks. He's not pro-transgender you know, rights in terms of sports and affirming care. So he's, he said that. He's saying that in a commercial. Heck, he's got a commercial running where he's sitting around with a Bible talking about that's what he consults his Bible I mean, I don't, have you ever seen a Democrat nationally do that? Like, I've never seen that. Not not today's day and age. And I think, you know, like his position on abortion is very similar, whereas, you know, the party was pro-choice, don't get me wrong, in the 1990s. But there was also this slogan, I don't know if everybody remembers this, it was legal, safe, and rare. That's what they used to say, legal, safe, and rare, which is now, you know, 30 years later, transitioned into different things, obviously. And, uh, but back then, it was just a very conservative approach to abortion that the Democratic Party had. And that's what Bill Clinton used to say all the time, legal, safe, and rare. So I think he would have fit better in that time frame. Then he's all, he's pro. He, he seems to be pro worker. I mean, so commercially he's got he's. So could we call him a Bill Clinton Democrat? Yeah, that's what you he know, said. People, seems people like, like to say Bill. Reagan Republicans. Mm-hmm. Could he be a Clinton Democrat? Yeah, he reminds me of that. He's like a Clinton. Also, I think in a friend of mine that's uh, he works for uh, he works for Elizabeth Warren actually. And he you know I were talking the other day, and it was a really interesting conversation about Presley. What we said was Presley's kind of giving Democrats a lane that the ones that don't agree. With a lot of the, um, with just, all just, of the, the, here's some here's some advice I can give him real quick. Keep your wife out of a pantsuit. Oh right, keep your wife out of a pantsuit. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen his wife, but married to Mavis, didn't he? I think. Yeah, I think so. I'm just saying. Uh, um, I'm just saying. You know, don't Hillary wears those pantsuits. Oh, that's what she did. Yeah, in the yeah. 90s, that was. The she thing. still does. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she does. No, but I mean, he's also he, Presley's kind of given Democrats that don't agree with the with the. A lot of the social end of the party agenda that's gone really far left, you know, like, like obviously like a, myself or a Bill Maher and there's tons of people that are silent, silent. I call the silent majority part of the party, right? That doesn't really sign on to a lot of this stuff, but can't say that because you're going to get canceled. Mm-hmm. And I think Presley's kind of given that lane out there to be like pro worker and, um, you know, pro he's for Medicaid expansion. We've always you know been for that um, in terms of health care. Or like single payer and those kinds of things. So I think he uh, he gives that kind of conservative Democrat lane that's kind of been extinguished. You know the one that the people that are not into faculty lounge politics, like James Carville says, those kinds of that old school 
labor Democrat. He's kind of he's kind of the guy that's doing that, you know. And uh, I mean, I don't know that he's going to, and I don't think he's probably going to win here. But I think it makes for an interesting contest between him and Tate. And um, because the only thing that the only thing that he said that is not, I guess, part of the Republican agenda right now is he he said let's um you know let's expand Medicaid. And that's what Tate's obviously not going to do that. So, I mean, that seems to be their main platform difference. I don't know that he's going to get rid of the state income tax either. Or And he talks about repealing the grocery he tax. Did, he did talk about repealing the grocery tax. Yeah, he's into that. So. Yeah, but Which, that probably means raises our, raise our income tax. Somewhere else, you would think. Knowing yeah. a Democrat. Oh. So, I don't know. I mean, I think he, you know, he's a very, very conservative Democrat. I think, he's, I think he's good for the party as a whole, what he's doing. And uh, we'll see how that plays out here again. I don't think he's going to win. I think Tate's probably going to win. But... You know, I think it might be a little bit of a fight. I, me and you talked about this the other day. As with Trump still talking about 2020, and it turns off a lot of people mm-hmm. hearing about 2020 over and over. And, and I look, we, there has yeah. to be there has to be redemption for 2020. I get it, but I don't know that as a as a campaign topic, it plays well. That's not the winning strategy, right? It's yeah. not. And I feel the same way about his attack on Tate. I agree. I agree with you too. I think trying it's to unfounded. tie Tate to the TAMF money and all that. Yep. I, I, you know the billboards are funny with Tate's head on top of the you know Tamp Fab. Yeah, or, that's cool, right? Tamp Tate. I, I get it. I just don't think that that seems to be the only thing he's running on right now is is Tate 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 trying to tie Tate trying to tie Tate to Tamp. Yeah, and I just think it's falling on deaf ears. And look, I mean, I, again, there's I'm not a, I'm not I'm never gonna nobody's ever gonna accuse me of shilling for Tate. No, 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 no. You know, no, and I'm just no, but I'm no. just saying I think this falls on. On deaf ears, outside I, of the people who just want it to, a hundred percent, who are I think already going to vote for him. Yeah, I think it's a, just a bad strategy. It, like I hate to say this, that nobody cares, but you know what? Nobody cares anymore. Yeah. It's been almost four years since that that first indictments came down. This is not how you win. How you win to me is kind of something you said a few weeks ago, and you said you saw him speak publicly, right? Mm-hmm. And he sounded to you like a Republican when you listened to him. But the one thing he was talking about was Medicaid expansion, which you agreed with, and you know, and he, or sort of agreed with at yeah. least you would say. And you could get on board. I think you win with that issue because it's been, it's been now what thirteen years since that happened. I think, and this, and so we've not since that case. I've got the case name that uh, we've not expanded Medicaid. I mean, if not now, then when is kind of the argument. And there's, I think, there's a groundswell of support of conservatives that are not talking about it that are for this. And I think that's his issue to hit Tate with. Keep hitting that. Why aren't you doing this? When is this going to happen? And I, because there's a lot more people that are for that than you think. Kind of like the marijuana thing, where I think a lot of people like on, on the right thought that, oh, no, everybody's conservative, so they're not going to like marijuana. Well, that's not what happened. Like, you know, we had a huge number of this statement, overwhelming majority of the state that wanted it. And then, of course, Mary Hawkins tried to stop it after that when the Supreme Court, I say, stole the vote almost. I mean, I could accuse him of that, mm-hmm. but it felt like that. And I know the people felt like that, like they got their vote stolen. Absolutely. And uh, and they're mad about it, you know, and then the legislature had to come in and, and try to fix that because, you know, enough people were mad about it. But I think they just read the room wrong. They read that, that, oh, everybody in the state is so conservative, they're never going to want marijuana. We're all just super conservative. Nope, that's not what they said. They said, we want this. This is stupid. I feel like the same thing's happening with Medicaid expansion. Yeah, I, I believe you're 100% correct. I, here's a – here's a. so he came out and he said no mask mandates and no, yeah. no COVID lockdowns. So I shared that – the video I made about that, reading his quote. And here's just to tell you, I mean, Democrats are upset with him. For for coming out and saying this, yeah. Here, I'm gonna read one. Oh, of there one? Yeah, here's here, this is an M, allegedly an MD, Brian Rifkin, MD. Mm-hmm. Take that for what it's worth. It's on Twitter, 
says, to say absolutely no mask mandates is ridiculous. The airlines, hospitals, clinics, private businesses might require them. If candidates are saying they have no stomach for leadership on this issue, that is sad. When did public health become a political issue? Oh, yeah, 2020. It's been a political issue. Like, yeah. like It's super political now. And it's not just – and you can't – you can't just blame, you know, this guy. Assume you can't just blame people on the right for making it political. The left made it super political. Yeah. This is where the whole thing about well, I'll call out the left and the right all the time. The, the left made it super political, like yeah. they did. It became shaming people about masks, shaming people about certain things they weren't going to. Like you can't have a party of the Ozarks, but we can have this, you know, protest. I mean, yeah, everybody. It became political. So anybody say this ain't political is 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 full of it. I mean, yeah. and circling back, my actual I had lost my train of thought, but I had this pulled up to talk about i remember what i was going to say now on the medicaid mm-hmm. expansion thing uh, i i think I, I agree with you on that I, I think there are a lot of conservatives out there who are struggling to pay their bills and you know living hand to mouth week to week a lot like myself and um health insurance is a conversation i was having last night with another conservative yeah he- health insurance is a biggest issue on my plate or lack thereof mm-hmm. Lack of health insurance is my biggest concern right now. And we're reaching those, you know, before when you and I were 10 years ago, maybe in our mid-30s, is like, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. But now that we're like mid-40s, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I just got on freaking cholesterol medication because my family's got genetic history of that. And that just started that. You know, there's things that are starting to pop up when you get to this age yeah. and 10 years from now. And, I mean, it's just going to be more and more. You know, I'm, not, I'm not saying I deserve free health care, but there, there's some kind of happy medium here. That's what, right. There's got to be something to fix this where, where, where everybody's able to access at least affordable health care, and we're not. And that's, a, and that's an issue. And I think that, I think people are, people are really starting to see that. And I think that's Presley's, I'm not saying he's going to win, but if I'm going to run my campaign, I'm running on that issue. I mean, it's, it, it's, why, I have the, it's why I paid that $150 membership thing for the men's clinic mm-hmm. out there because Scott's a practitioner. Yeah. I can go out there. I'm like, okay, well, I commit to 150 a month, and I may not use it for two or three months, but if I need to go and I don't have to pay cash out of hand, it could save me a thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, so it's like I have to balance, but I still don't have like emergency insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, like legitimate, like catastrophe, catastrophe. Yeah. You know, yeah. car wreck. I mean, I have my mm-hmm. automobile insurance, but I mean, like if, if my if my colon ruptures again, like what do you do? Yeah, die. I mean, and it's a dying. It's not like you don't have like a million jobs. You know what I mean? So like, you know, that's the yeah, that's the whole thing to this. I mean, we just have to get it get it right, and then I and I think it. I think people are really, really starting to understand that. Well, my friends down at the legislature, my con- conservative mm. friends at the legislature, say the biggest fear with expanding Medicaid is okay. We got the money now, and the government, the feds, give us X amount, then they can pull it. They can pull the Fed money at sure. any point, and then you're left holding the bag. But they've been saying that for a decade now, yeah. and then, I mean, you know those states have done it, and everything's worked out fine. I mean, so. do we, let's just pretend Biden's going to win. Do we really think they're going to pull Medicaid from anybody? I don't think Trump would do it either. I don't, I don't either. think it's something he'd do. I, mm. I think he wanted to do. He didn't end up doing anything with health care, but I think it's something he'd do. You know, because let, let, let's remember this: he ain't like some country club, you know, Republican. I mean, he's not. He's a populist. I think yeah. he definitely would do it. I agree. Let's take our break real quick. Come back, land the plane for the day. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, ending in here, a hunter over at Guns and Gear just texted, wanted me to remind y'all it's their seventh birthday celebration this weekend. Be following their Facebook page for some amazing deals at Guns and Gear MS, or just go out there and see them in person at Guns and Gear. Also, if you're in the market for a vehicle, get down to Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center in Crystal Springs. 
and uh, check them out there. You can always donate your car as well. They they got the cash car market sewed up, ten to twenty thousand dollar vehicles, some cheaper. Uh, MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. Also coming up next here on WYAB on the Jim Thorne Show, you got singer songwriter Carissa McNair. I'm not sure if she's in the studio or by phone, but uh, Jim's music show on Fridays is always nice. It's nice to unplug from the politics a little bit, try to have a little fun like Sean and I did today, talking about homeless people under the bridge. and Hot homeless people. Hot homeless people. <laughs> I mean, look, man, every now and then, it can't always be all gas, no brakes. you gotta, you got to have a little fun. It's Labor Day weekend. I hope everybody stays safe, stays blessed. Support these sponsors. Sean, appreciate you, man. Another great week of shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be back at it. I, I, I will not be in the studio Monday. It'll be a replay Monday. I'm going to enjoy my Labor Day as well. But I'll be back at it Tuesday. All gas. No breaks. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am Clay Edwards. He is Sean York Karan. Podcast will be available shortly. Jim Thorne up next. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.